Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Game of Life podcast, where we're going to talk about this thing called life, which is definitely a fucking game. So anyways, I'm your host, Jenna Gress. This is episode one. Some of you may be following me, you know, due to my previous podcast name called Junk in the Trunk. So for those of you that are new, um, Junk in the Trunk was essentially created in 2020 during covid um, I lived in a apartment that was $400 a month with these paper thin walls. And basically, I had um, neighbors that had like three huge dogs that basically looked like horses and like four kids and they were insanely loud and obviously if you're in the the podcasting world and you know about podcast microphones they pick up every sound so it's so crucial to have such a um, quiet place when you're recording so basically I had an SUV at the time and i put the seats down in the back, and I recorded in my trunk. So that's why I called it Junk in the Trunk. No, it's not because I had a fat ass or a dumpy. Um, it's literally just because I, I I was the junk in the trunk. So yeah, I, I changed the name to the Game of Life podcast. I feel like with where I'm at in life, this name is just so much more fitting because it genuinely feels like every day is a game to just win the day and navigate this thing called life. And I really want, you know, the, the, my mission for this podcast is, it's truly just to talk about how hard things can be in, you know, in your twenties and how I'm going to, to navigate these things. And so throughout the podcast, I really want to take you all through moments in my early twenties and, and what I've learned from it. But I also want to talk to you guys in real time about my life and, and what I'm going to do to handle things now in real time, how, how I'm going to handle a certain situation. And so, you know, I will, I will absolutely be sharing some, some pretty intense stuff here and there and in no way, shape or form will I be sugarcoating anything like this will not be the place for that. Um, you know, by not giving you the full picture and in all of its most raw and true details of a story or something I'm talking about, I really feel like I just rob you guys of the ability to truly resonate and relate to me. And I think that's so important. I think when I think about my favorite podcast, the reason they're my favorite podcast is because I relate to the people. And that's why I just want to be really real with you guys. And so, you know, I hope this podcast really makes you all feel like you're not alone in this game that we call life. Um, I hope this is a podcast where you can listen, you know, in the car, the shower, doing cardio, whatever it may be, and feel like someone freaking understands you. And so that's ultimately the goal. So I really want, you know, today to be kind of a little bit of a introduction type of episode. Um, But I do want to talk about, you know, to kind of catch you guys up to speed of really kind of the last year and a half and what's led me to the current struggle that I am facing right now. And so I do want to preface, you know, anyone that 
this may be a trigger warning. Um, I am going to be talking about, you know, disordered eating, eating disorders, binge eating, different things like that. Um, you know, diet culture, hustle culture, different things of the sorts. And so if that's something that may trigger you, I do not want to put you in a position to be triggered. Um, but that is something that I, I am going to be talking about. And that will be something that I do talk about or connect certain stories to probably pretty frequently on the podcast. And that's definitely not going to be the whole consensus of the podcast, but um, it is something that will be talked about. Okay, so for those of you that are listening and don't know me, um, my name is Jenna Gress. I am 24 years old. I was born and raised in southeastern Ohio. Um, basically, if you think of Ohio, think cornfields and Walmarts, really. More so Walmarts than the cornfields. That's literally what my friends and I would go do on the weekends is be like, yo, you want to go walk around Walmart? And that or we would drive around listening to 2000s hip hop, making stupid videos. And to be honest, I would still do that to this day. So from Ohio, um, I did recently, not recently, I guess, it's, it's going to be a year pretty stinking soon, but I moved to Northern Virginia. It is absolutely beautiful here. I don't know. I, I don't know why I was always sleeping on Virginia. It could be because I've never really traveled, so I don't know what the hell's out there. But Northern Virginia actually has four of the richest counties out of the, the seven that are they're here in Northern Virginia, which I thought was really interesting. Also, didn't know that Virginia was close to D.C. I know. Don't come for me. I was <laughs> I just don't know shit, apparently. Um, but it is so much fun here. I mean, it's like if you think of something to do, there's four, five, six, seven places to to choose from to do that one thing. And it's beautiful here from hiking and just what it looks like in the fall. Like it's just, you know, it's a place to, I've already met a lot of cool people. Um, so anyways, um, if you're into the fitness world, there's a lot of cool gyms here. If you're a foodie, oh my gosh, there's a ton of kick-ass restaurants here. So anyways, basically what I'm saying is I'm trying to sell you on the idea of coming to visit Virginia and you can come see me. Um, but yeah, so born and raised in Ohio, moved to Virginia. Um, in 2021, I, you know, was working in a customer service role at a bank and I hated my life. <laughs> um, and no, that's, that sounds intense, right? But I just knew, and I'm sure a lot of you can, can relate to this in some way, shape or form, but I just knew that I wasn't where I was meant to be in life. And it was like, every day I would show up for this work, for, for work, I would just have this, like, I want to crawl out of my skin type of feeling. And I knew that I was just meant for more. I knew that it was meant to be a part of something bigger. I knew I just have a bigger purpose in this world. And I and I still believe that. I believe whether that's leading a team um, or this sounds silly, but but being TikTok famous or having, you know, this podcast blow up, like I truly feel like I'm meant to lead in some way. And so anyways, it kind of got off track there, but I worked at this bank and I ended up leaving and I had $150 to my name. I just went through a breakup and was left with an apartment that I really just couldn't afford by myself. I luckily had a savings, but I, I drained that because I just couldn't couldn't do it. That's the thing about corporate America is it's very hard to um, make more money, right? You're capped. You have a certain limit. Um, and anyways, flash forward, I ended up taking a sales role, which you're always going to hear me be an advocate for sales because it's 
pretty limitless in terms of the money that you can make. And if you can acquire the skill of sales, you are set in so many ways. It is such a fabulous skill set to acquire. And if you really think about it, sales is something that you're already doing in your day-to-day life. Whether you're a personal trainer and you're convincing someone that they can lift a certain amount of weight off the ground, right? Like you are um, selling them on the idea that they can do something, right? And so sales happens in, in so many ways, shapes, and forms throughout life. And so anyways, I took a sales job and I scaled my way up into a closing position pretty quickly. I would say within eight months or so at this company. And I mean, I worked so hard. There was 13 hour days, 14 hour days. I put my head down. I didn't fuck around. Like I basically was a hermit in my house. I, yeah, I mean, there were times that I didn't leave the house for like two weeks at a time. Don't, if you heard that sound, it was my email coming through. Um, but anyways, I, and I was proud of myself. I you know, was making more money than I'd ever made. And it was great. And I remember my manager was like, hey, Jenna, you're doing great. I'm so proud of you. But are, are you like leaving your house? And I'm like, um, I choose to not leave my house, bro. Like, I'm happy doing what I'm doing. And, you know, that was such a foreshadowing moment because I ended up getting insanely, you know, burnt out. And so, but it doesn't change the fact that I love sales and I know that I'm good at it. I think it's about, you know, whatever job or role that you're in, it it really is about finding that work-life balance. And I think everybody has a different threshold of discomfort and a different threshold for hustle culture. And I think everyone is a little different, but I think it's about finding the work-life balance that really works for you because burnout is inevitable otherwise. I don't care what anybody says. If you're not truly loving what you're doing or um, you do love what you're doing, but maybe you do need balance, like spending time with friends and family and like letting go every now and again, um, burnout's going to happen. And so anyways, burnout caught up to you, girl. Okay, I was burnt the fuck out. I mean, oh my gosh, I like so insanely burnt out. And I kept pushing through, and that's the thing about me is I'll, I'll keep pushing and fighting even if I'm I'm tired, even if I'm wiped, right? And so, anyways, um, this is where kind of trigger warning eating disorder comes into play. And honestly, the eating disorder, I think I've always had a little bit of disordered eating, even as a child. I think that was my outlet when things were a little bit rough at home. Um, I think food or candy was always my outlet. I remember smuggling food into my room or going into the cabinet and squirting honey into my mouth. I mean, or I remember my friend, Casey, if you're listening, hello. Um, She probably remembers this, but her mom literally like stalked the freaking kitchen. Like she had the best snacks, like cosmic brownies, these like donuts, like chips on chips on chips. Like she... Her mom would make like three dinners for dinner. Like it was just heaven for me. And Casey never really um, was restricted from food in any way. Um, So she never really craved those types of food in the ways that I did. When I would come over there, I remember, and it's crazy looking back at it now, I remember going to her house and all I could think about was those cosmic brownies. Like I, she would get it in the shower and I remember like sitting in her room thinking, oh my, like I just want one of those brownies so fucking bad. And it's, you don't realize it in the moment, but, um, and and it's not that my parents necessarily restricted food from me per se. Um, 
but it was just such like an, uh, it, it was a outlet for me. And they, those were foods that I actually didn't have around the house very often. And so I just like, it was, it was just compulsive. Like I just couldn't quit thinking about that cosmic brownie. So anyways, it's interesting to think about that, like looking back. I think also if we think about school, for example, I was talking to someone about this the other day, especially if you were an athlete. And even if you weren't an athlete, you think about, you know, the, the, the little amount of food that they give you at lunch that definitely does not meet up to like any caloric amount that you should be having at whatever age that you're at, even the small breakfast, right? And the fact that like this blows my mind that teachers for the longest time, I don't know what it's like now, wouldn't let you have water in the class, right? So it's like, think about how many students are under eating they're not hydrated and then they're going and they're, you know, supposed to pay attention and stay alert in class all day and then go and perform in their sport or be able to perform successfully during blows my mind. Like, it's just, I don't know. Anyways, um, and, and it's like those restrictions and those things breed binging. And so um, I was always the girl, you know, cleaning the plates of my friends and their lunch that they didn't eat. I mean, I remember eating my lunch and being like, yo, you going to eat that? <laughs> yo, you going to eat that? Like that was that was me. And um, anyways, so I was really burnt out from this job, right? And, you know, because of the pressure, the way that I coped with the pressure was by eating. It was like, okay, if I had a really good day, really good sales day, I was going to reward myself with a whole ass pizza. It was like, oh, you had a really bad day. Well, you're going to give yourself a pizza because you deserve it because you sucked, right? Like it was just kind of the way that I've, I've, I'm, I still am, still am struggling and coping with things. And so, um, I truly believe that hustle culture in, and I hate, I'm not bashing on hustle culture. Like I want to make that very clear because I think it's great if you have state management and you can do something in a healthy way. I mean, the problem is, you know, whether it's you're really stressed out from being a mom or you're really stressed out in college or you're really stressed out in your job and you resort to eating, it's not necessarily that being a mom's a problem. It's not that being in college is the problem and it's not necessarily that your job's the problem. It could be, right? But typically the problem is you don't have good coping mechanisms or state management skills. And that was the case for me. And I knew, you know, flash forward to this great job that I'm insanely thankful for, for all of the skill sets that it's given me. Um, I did leave that job about a month ago because in a weird way, I knew that if I was in that environment, anytime I would take 10 steps forward when it comes to, you know, battling depression and, and my disordered eating, Anytime that I would get stressed in a high stress job, I was just going to take 20 steps back, right? And so I knew, hey, if I if if recovery is go- going to be possible for me, I have to take myself out of that environment for a little bit. And I think a thing for me that's been really helpful during this this time off is, you know, one, making sure that I'm eating throughout the day so I can avoid binging in the evening, but I also think making my own food. 
Um, something's really therapeutic about taking out the cutting board and cutting up the veggies and like being with your thoughts during that time or cooking and listening to a podcast in, you know, Sometimes it's like the prep for the, the, the food that you're making gives you time to slow down and really put that compulsion to ease. And so anyone that's listening to this, and I'm not saying, guys, it has to be as extreme as like binge eating or any sort of, you know, really extreme eating disorder. It could be um, just emotional eating that maybe you do on occasion and you go on like spurts of doing here and there is is to find a way to like slow down in the process to ease that compulsion right or in in during that time that you're slowing down really sit and think what sparked this urge today like what am i trying to cope with and what am i trying to avoid and i think that's really helped me especially over this last month and and majorly this week i think that's why i felt so inspired to sit down and record this podcast is because i sat you know when i was prepping my food and I really sat and thought, okay, what is causing me to, to want to binge? And I realized I was like, okay, it's, it's my period, right? It's the fact that I just went through a breakup. It's the fact that, um, I'm, I'm job hunting, right? I'm a little stressed, right? It's, it's tax season. I'm trying to, and so I was really able to, to sit and figure out like, what is the thing causing, you know, these emotions? What am I trying to avoid? And, you know, this can be applicable to anything. It doesn't even have to be that binging is your vice or your kryptonite, right? It could be, you know, maybe you're overworking out, right? Or maybe your coping mechanism is, you know, going into like a binge watching TV. Or maybe your coping mechanism is to just shut down and avoid things and ignore people. Or, you know, it's like your, or maybe your coping mechanism is to be a workaholic, right? That's a real thing. And so it's like all of this that I'm saying towards binge eating is applicable to anything else, right? Like even down to maybe your coping mechanism is drinking, right? Maybe it is nicotine. Maybe it is marijuana, right? Like whatever it may be. Um, addiction is addiction and and anyone that's addicted to something is chasing a dopamine rush. Actually, you know, there's a a girl that I follow on Instagram, um, and she's on TikTok as well. Her name is Sydney world. That's, I think her actual name is Sydney Davis. Um, and she has a podcast as well that I'll tag. Um, but she did 75 hard and went on kind of like a whole foods diet and accidentally basically did a dopamine detox. She struggled with binge eating as well. And, you know, she she was really talking about the withdrawals through that period, through that period of time, you know, she would listen to, to, to those that were recovering from being an alcoholic or drugs or whatever it may be, and found that she could resonate with a lot of their withdrawal symptoms with a lot of the ways that she felt. Because at the end of the day, no matter what the vice is, the, the, the problem is, We're all chasing a hit of dopamine, a hit of that feel good, if you will, right? And so, you know, something just to consider is it doesn't have to be binge eating. It doesn't have to be as intense as drugs or alcohol or binging. It could be as much as, you know, um, your way to cope is something of the sorts that's, that's you masking the problem and not actually looking at it head on. So I say all of that to say that throughout this podcast, where I, I want to bring you guys along the journey of 
job interviews, of my progress with this disordered eating, um, getting back into the gym for different reasons than I've ever been in the gym before, right? Um, self-love practices that I'm doing. I'm not always going to be able to come on here and teach you guys something per se, but I am going to be able to share my my journey and my experiences in hopes that you find relatability out of it. And, you know, and you may learn something, right? Um, that will That is definitely the goal. Um, but I think it's really cool to document the process and, and not just show the highlight reels of this journey. Because I'm going to get to the other side of this shit. Like, I want to make that clear. Um, I believe it. I really do. I, I, I believe for the first time really ever that this is something that I am going to get through. Um, and that's going to be through therapy, right? That's going to be through finding new coping mechanisms. That's going to be getting out of my house and going and spending time with friends and making new friends. And, you know, so I'm thankful in a very weird way for everything that's happened from the burnout, from the job and from even, I'm just thankful for all of it because, you know, the quicker that you hit bottom is the the sooner that you're going to climb back up to the top. Right. And so my friend Lakin the other day said, you know, fail forward. Right. And I say, fail fast, fail fast. And she says, fail forward. And I think that's insanely important is you're going to, not everyone's going to hit bottom, right. But you're going to fail a lot. And, but the key is to, to fail fast and fail forward. And so I'm really excited, you know, to, to bring you guys along this journey here. And, you know, that's kind of up to date with where I'm at currently on things. Um, I want to definitely be consistent in recording the podcast. I want to be consistent in putting out more, you know, content on TikTok and Instagram. Um, but, you know, really the goal is t- to just love myself, right, in this process and have compassion, you know, for myself. I think we all have that inner child inside of us that was wounded in some ways. And the goal for me is to have compassion for myself the same way that I would for a child, right? And that sounds really weird or anyone else. It's like, imagine if a child came to you and was like, you know, I'm, I'm really stressed. I'm really like, and they're crying and, and they're not happy and they're, and they're just really upset at life. It's like, well, you would, probably be very compassionate to that child. It's okay. It's okay. Everything's going to be okay. I'm proud of you, right? Those are the things we would say to a kid and a child. And those are the same things I challenge you to say to yourself, right? Talk to yourself like you're talking to your inner child. And those are things that I'm really focusing on. Um, Another thing that I've been very interested in, actually two things that I'll share with you that's kind of inner workings of this of this journey that I'm on right now is learning about attachment styles. And so um, the the different types of attachment styles are there. So there is um, disorganized, which is also known as fearful avoidant. There's dis- dismissive avoidant, anxious, preoccupied and secure, which secure is the the one that, you know, we should be striving towards. And so I took a quiz the other day because I'm, I'm very curious, what type of attachment style do I have in a relationship and even in friendships? And I am a disorganized, which is also known as a fearful avoidant. So the best way to, in, sh- in a short way to e- explain a fearful avoidant 
is come here, but go away. Or, okay, come here, but not so fast. Or fuck you, where are you going? Right? Like very hot and cold in terms of relationships. Like they're either the the best of the best one day or they're just completely just non-existent in their um, emotions. Right? And which is interesting because I used to be an anxious preoccupied, which think of, and I'm sure a lot of you listening to this are are an anxious preoccupied, right? If you're in a relationship, we're constantly worrying about, oh, what did we do to upset the person? We texted them. They don't answer for a couple hours. We get really nervous. We blow up their phone. We start to irrationally think that they don't love us anymore, right? And like, that's, that's the anxious preoccupied. And so I will link the quiz actually in the the description. I had all of my friends take it because I was so curious, like what is their attachment style and how can I compare it to mine and, and, and show up and be a better friend to them. And so I'll link the um, quiz. It's, it's so interesting. And you can go and search attachment styles on TikTok and watch so many cool ass videos about it. It's something that I definitely recommend diving into as just one other step to, to better understand yourself in, in how you communicate with others. The other thing that I'm, I'm doing right now is learning more about cycle syncing, which the more I learn about it, I'll probably make a, an entire episode about it. But essentially it's about, um, you know, aligning the food that you eat as well as the workouts that you do and the activity that you do with the cycle of your period. So most women on average are in a 28-day cycle. Okay, yeah, so you have your menstrual phase, your follicular phase, ovulatory phase, and your luteal phase. And so, for example, if we like look at men, their um, hormone cycle operates on like 24 hours and it is very minimal movement think of the tiniest little ripple in testosterone right but our cycle operates on a 28 day cycle and so yeah it's menstrual follicular ovulatory and luteal and so the menstrual phase is days one to seven on average the follicular phase is days eight to thirteen Ovulatory phase is days 14 to 21, and luteal phase is days 22 to 28. And so um, I actually bought a book called In the Flow as well as a basal, um, am I saying that right? Basal body temperature thermometer um, so I can really, really understand what phase that I'm in. Um, obviously this is those that that are, you know, ovulating, menstruating, do have a period, Um, But it's really interesting down to, you know, what foods are best to eat during your menstrual phase and what movements best to do. And that's kind of the the same throughout every every phase of the cycle. We were never really taught as women that there's more that goes into our cycle than just bleeding, ovulating. And we were never really taught how to take care of ourselves throughout those, those four different phases within our cycle. And so, um, yeah, you should definitely research that on TikTok as well. I'm not going to claim to be an expert at all, but I would love to inform you guys more on it the more that I learn about it. Um, but yeah, like I, it feels really good to be, you know, recording a podcast. I really love to podcast probably because I just like to hear myself talk. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, ultimately the, the goal of this podcast is, you know, to inform you on things that I'm doing to better myself in hopes that you can resonate and relate and implement things yourself um, or try things that I'm doing or that are working for me. 
um, just getting into therapy, having a better understanding of how I communicate with people and, and really getting more into my feminine energy, right? Like it's even like weird for me to say that because I, I'm, I feel like I am more masculine in my energy, um, because I have, I've, I've had to be for so long. I've had to be kind of like tough and, you know, and I do want to get more into that feminine energy and understand my body more and take care of it better. And every now and again, and every now and again, live to live a soft life. Um, you probably hear a lot of people talk about that, but I would love to sometimes just not always be go, go, go and, and be okay with just having a, a chill time. So anyways, um, thank you for listening. If you could share this on your story, if you could like subscribe, um, leave me a review, anything like that would be great. Sharing on your story would be wonderful. Um, and tag me. Um, but yeah, I would love to hear what you guys thought of today's episode. You can message me on Instagram. I'm curious to hear, Hey, what do you want to hear more of? What did you appreciate from this episode? What do you wish maybe I didn't talk about? I mean, Hey, anything. Um, so yeah. And that is all for today. And I will see you guys next time. See ya.